Welcome to the Managing Miscarriage Podcast. I am Melissa Whitman, founder of the nonprofit One Generation and our current initiative, Managing Miscarriage. We help women through the heartbreak of miscarriage, and as a nonprofit, we run completely on donations. Our services help thousands of women, so please support us by donating through our website, managingmiscarriage.com. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I have Ellie joining me from the UK. She has had four miscarriages, with the most recent one being in January, and she is gracious enough to share her experience with us. Ellie, thank you for joining me. Thank you. I'm happy to join you. So tell me about what your journey has been like. Um, so my partner and I, like I said, we've experienced four miscarriages. So I think it's been interesting, scary. It's been stressful. It's been something that I kind of never, ever thought that I'd experience. It just never, ever dawned on me that I could possibly have one miscarriage, let alone four. Right. But um, I think the good thing that I've got at the moment is my support network, my family, friends that do know, because not everyone does know that I've had miscarriages, but my partner's been absolutely brilliant. And I think it's brought us together a lot closer because of the experience and kind of just getting to grips with everything. But so we've had four miscarriages in the last, it's been about two years. Wow. That we've had four Okay. So, and one of the weird things is we do not struggle to get pregnant. So it's almost that's exactly how I was. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's really frustrating because most people say, "Oh, we're pregnant," and they're really excited, but we're not. We're kind of hold your breath. Excited, but exactly, you're kind of just. I think on my my calendar, I've literally got um kind of dates that I kind of go, okay if I get to this state then that's good for that if I get to this state that's even better for this kind of thing so I kind of know like and it gets a bit stressful kind of counting down I'm kind of going when I get further every time I'm kind of saying oh okay this is further I might be okay and then you miscarry and then it's like okay maybe it's oh, not okay that's awful so tell me so about the first miscarriage um so the first miscarriage was um would have been two years ago I think I miscarried in March I believe um so we found out we we're pregnant we we're both quite surprised because we hadn't planned on getting pregnant however once we'd spoken about everything we we're both quite excited still a bit nervous but like I say it never dawned upon us that we could possibly miscarry um I think there was a day I was at work and I remember feeling not too great but What's weird is you kind of call your friends who are pregnant. I had quite a few friends who were pregnant at the time, which is really weird. But um, so I'd go, oh, do you get cramps? Do you get pains? And people are like, yeah, I think so. I think I do. Actually, yeah, I do. So you kind of think, oh, it's fine. Um, and I remember the next day at work, I experienced some spotting. So we went to, I think I called the doctors, first of all. Um, I spoke to my manager because I was quite concerned. And I don't think... Um, Actually, I had told him what was going on because I think I had some appointments to make. And um, I made an appointment to go to the doctors for the next day. However, I think the bleeding got heavier. So I called my partner who didn't work too far away from me at the time. So we met up and we went to the hospital. Um, at the hospital, it was quite stressful because there wasn't really that much help. I think they were just saying, okay, 
they were testing things and saying, oh, you might be okay, it may just be a bit of spotting, don't be too stressed out about it. We left that hospital, which was close to where we worked, and we were trying to make the journey home from there. And at that time, we didn't have the car. So I remember getting on a train and it just got worse and the pain got a lot worse. So in the end, we had to stop off at another hospital. Oh my gosh. Um, it was ridiculous. And it, and I remember the first hospital saying that they weren't actually that well equipped to help us out, which is really frustrating if it was something worse. And they recommended another hospital for us to go to anyway. So we ended up going to that hospital. And to be honest with you, that was even worse because um, by the time we got there, I was in a lot of pain. So we knew that it wasn't good. We, we, we kind of expected we could actually lose it. Um, and it was, it was, I was in a lot of pain and I got to the hospital and they were saying, oh, we don't have a gynecologist on call at the moment. So there isn't anyone who can actually look to see what's going on. And I remember them saying to us, oh, would you like some paracetamol and then you can go home? <laughs> and we were just like sitting there in A&E at the time going, what do you mean? Because I was in a lot of pain. And um, we ended up staying there. I think I left work about 12 o'clock. We ended up being there until... I think it was about 11 p.m. until gynecologists came down and then said wanted to get me checked over and when they checked me over it turned out that I was miscarrying but there was a blood clot that was stopping it from happening so I was hemorrhaging and they were saying that it was quite dangerous so from there I had to get rushed over to it was all to be honest with you, it was so much of a blur it was them trying to remove the clots and they were quite worried at the time so my well, and thank goodness out. you didn't just go home yeah exactly oh my gosh because at one point in A&E um they took us to a little room and said to us oh okay sit there for a bit we'll have a look and I was in pain to the point I was on the floor at one point because obviously I had the clot but didn't know I had a clot at the time and um I remember a doctor looked at us came into the room saw us on the floor and then walked back out again and then they said, oh, we need the space. Can you go into A&E and sit in the corner somewhere and then we'll give you a bit more paracetamol? And we were like, what? what's going on? We were oh really, my really gosh. stressed. And I remember my um, I remember my boss kept them calling because I think he was trying to find out what, was, what happened. And in the end, I think my partner spoke to him or something, or I spoke to him, I can't remember. And he was like, do you want me to come down? And we were like, no, because it's not that kind of thing. You don't really want your boss there while you're in pain. But... Um, in the end I had to stay in the hospital and they had to remove everything um but while it was all kind of coming out they had to kind of remove everything by hand kind of thing because it was just all kind of backed up if that's the best way to put it oh my gosh um okay it was quite it was really really stressful it was quite horrible to be honest I think um, my partner even said I think that's the worst one in terms of just being able to get everything sorted out straight away without I think where no one kind of knew what was happening. So it was kind of really stressful at the time. Did they do an ultrasound at any point during that? No, because it was, um, I mean, they did the next day, but pretty much everything. I think what happened was we just had loads of clots that were kind of in the way. And that was when I was at my most, that was at the worst kind of point for me, to be honest, because it was just, I think I was just in a lot of pain. Yeah. And then the next day I was feeling a lot better. However, it, with that amount of blood they said the likelihood is that I had miscarried um and I think the next day they did do an ultrasound but 
and then they said a doctor will come down and see you and I remember laying in the bed um in the hospital and they wouldn't let my partner with me so he was in the waiting room just sitting there and texting me and remember he had to go home to get my phone charger so we were texting kind of like it's weird because we're the same building but we just couldn't be near each other and I remember texting him to say doctors come in to see if they can get everything sorted out I stood up and pretty much passed everything just I didn't need to um, see a doctor in the end it all just kind of happened and then um, I think from there I think we had a scan after but then the scan revealed yeah what I did pass when I stood up was pretty much the pregnancy and how far along were you um, that's the weird thing. We don't actually know. We didn't get much information as to what it was. I think when we thought we were about 10 weeks, but I don't know if that was when I actually had the miscarriage. It, I think it just didn't come out. Because what's quite strange is we've had, well, we've had four miscarriages. We've kind of, I've stayed pregnant, as in I could go 11, 12 weeks, and then they'll do the ultrasound and you'll find out actually it's seven weeks but it's not come out and you've miscarried and it just doesn't my body just doesn't release it okay so for the first one we didn't find out much information at all but I think a lot of it was um I think a lot of it was a shock of it where we didn't ask the right questions or we didn't kind of push to get an answer about certain things which now I would know to kind of ask but at the time I think we were just kind of like oh my god has this actually happened sort of thing. Right. So you were able to go home, worked on recovering. What was that like? Um, at the time, my partner and I weren't living together. So I think that was really hard. So I think we were, I think we were looking to move into a place and I was staying at my mum's for that period of time. And I think the hardest thing I think was when we're at the hospital, my sister came to pick me up and it was just weird separating. Like him going his way, me going mine. I think that was the hardest part at the time. I think we both had a bit of a cry about it. Right. And then he came back to my mum's after. But where we'd pretty much gone straight from work, we hadn't really had a chance to change or to do anything because it had all been such a rush. So, and where we don't, we, neither of us work close to where we... um lived so it was just everything was a bit chaotic but like my family and my partner's family were absolutely brilliant as in just the emotional support and I had I think I had about a week off of work at the time a week oh good good and I remember um staying around my partner's mum's and his parents house and they were brilliant and I think sometimes that's all you need you just need to be able to be alone but to know that if you need to stretch your arm out for someone, that they are actually there. You're and so that right. was absolutely brilliant to, to be able to have that. Because I know a lot of people don't have the support or they're not near family or friends who can do that. So it was brilliant to have. Good, good. So then what? So we um so after that it's weird trying to work out dates because I went, I think the third miscarriage, I threw everything out. I was like, I don't want to know anything anymore. I don't want to have remem- remember anything. But um, I think after that, we, so I had one September, December. So after that, oh, the other thing is, 
when we had the first miscarriage, we thought, oh, do you know what? We thought, we kind of think of reasons as to why it might have happened. And what was weird is I'd been snowboarding, didn't know I was pregnant at the time. Um, I'd been drinking and I'd been, I'd had a crazy time. So we kind of thought maybe snowboarding and I was learning to snowboard. So I fell over like a lot. <laughs> so you're thinking maybe that's what's caused it. Like maybe just the madness of, you know, snowboarding and drinking and not knowing you were pregnant and that kind yeah not knowing I was pregnant pretty much and um so I think we got pregnant again not long after I think maybe I'm thinking maybe it was May or June or something like that it wasn't long after it was quite easy not it was easy for us to get pregnant as in we think let's try this month and that month we'd be pregnant as in straight away and um then the second time same thing happened so we got to about maybe 10 weeks and I think we went for a scan because I'd had a bit of spotting and they were like oh, okay they went to check everything yeah but they could just see there was no heartbeat and it wasn't as far along as it should have been so they offered us the DNC and we said yeah we'd do that it's a lot e- we prefer to do it um, went home that night and then I ended up passing the pregnancy. And was it as so, painful as the first time? No, it's weird because it's painful, but where I didn't have, I don't think I had as many clots then. And that was one of the biggest okay. problems we had is I would end up having clots and it would make it harder to pass. Mm-hmm. But I think where I'd been to hospital the day before, they could see, I think they saw that I had clots, so they were trying to help sort that out as well as look to booking in the DNC. So we kind of expected it, and it was just a matter of sitting at home and kind of staying in the bathroom, waiting yeah. for everything to kind of happen. So then we went to hospital the next day. I think they book you in for an early appointment to do surgery, and we just said, look, this is what's happened. They did a scan, and they said they confirmed that, yeah, I'd passed everything. And then the second time, I think it's a lot, it was a bit more like, oh, okay, this isn't great. And you kind of ask for support. And I think one of the things that surprised me most with miscarriages is the fact that no one really has answers to anything, which isn't their fault because there obviously isn't much information that they can kind of give you. But it's kind of saying, okay, I think they were saying, what is there's a one in three chance it can happen. So after it happens a third time, then after that, we'll investigate a bit more. So it was kind of like, okay, so we have to wait for it to happen again. And you're kind of hoping that it won't happen again. Yeah, it really does. Because you kind of go, so what, I should just kind of keep miscarried until you can kind of help me out? or And you try and think of all the things you have done and you haven't done, and if that's caused it. And then you kind of get to a point where there isn't anything you've done. Sometimes it happens. And as frustrating as it is, it's it's not you, it's just... It's just one of those things that sucks, basically. So um, we kind of got through that. Okay. And that was the same thing, having my partner there, having the family support there, speaking to my family and just kind of getting on with it, I think. I think that's the biggest thing for me. I don't tend to, um, I don't tend to kind of sit and cry about it for a very long time. I might have a cry for like maybe a minute or two. And then I kind of just go, okay, let me get on with my work, kind of carry on because I can't sit and think about it. So I kind of just go, let's keep going. And then we didn't get pregnant for a while. And then we got pregnant in July the following year. 
so it would have meant that and then after that what ended up happening is on my birthday I ended up miscarrying which is horrible oh my gosh because I remember being in a lot of pain and we did have a DNC for that one so we went okay. to the hospital when they said do you want to stay in we can book you in for surgery we stayed in for surgery for that and I think that was actually the easiest because there wasn't any kind of me sitting in pain waiting for anything to pass it was okay right there and then they told me that they take the um what they found so that they could run some tests and then let us know what was going on and they said try um and they give you advice take folic acid just do all these things wait for the results to come through before trying to get pregnant again so we did that wait for the results which took about I think they took me two months to come through and then they came back and we were so excited to open this letter because you know you could you can tell when it's hospital letter because you kind of got the you just know and um it said inconclusive <laughs> so you kind of go oh my oh, god no. we waited two months for the word inconclusive which was kind of an absolute killer um I think that stressed us out quite a bit because you're kind of hoping for an answer because you look online which is probably the worst thing you can do but you go it on is, to Google but we all do it <laughs> and you search for every possible thing and then you say oh and you see something about maybe um if you have light periods or heavy periods and you go well mine's like that maybe I should do this and you, and you drive yourself crazy just having a look at everything on um Google and WebMD I did a lot of <laughs> which is probably even worse but um we we ended up having a consultation with a doctor who deals with recurrent miscarriages so we had a few a meeting with him and we spoke through everything and they do blood tests they did tests on me um they did a couple of ultrasounds for when I wasn't pregnant to see what they could find there to see if there's anything that was obvious or you know something that could flag up and what ended up coming back is that you're perfectly healthy no reason why you shouldn't be able to have um pregnancies and which is amazing to, to hear have a child yeah which is amazing it's to hear amazing. like oh I'm so glad I'm healthy but I f- now I feel worse because there's no reason that's how I felt exactly that's how yeah. exactly what we felt and we thought okay and they said one of the things that is a bit frustrating is because they weren't able to find anything from the test because if they did find anything from the genetic test then they might be able to say actually there's a deficiency in this and that's what's causing it and they could help me out with that right but they didn't they weren't able to get anything from it so um we got pregnant again in October November October December yeah it would have been October we got pregnant and at this time what was really weird everyone around me was pregnant (laughs) as in everyone and it was kind of like everyone was excited and I didn't really tell many people I had a friend who I worked with who was pregnant I spoke to her um we eventually told our parents when we got to about a week before Christmas said look we're not too um we're not going to talk about it too much because of what's happened in the past but we were given things to take like medication to take and we're taking that I was having a lot more symptoms so I was vomiting a lot I was tired I was feeling like awful and I thought this is great <laughs> I still yes. was like wonderful symptoms are better this time we're going to be fine and we were kind of a bit more hopeful because one of the things we both struggled with is after I'd say maybe the first miscarriage there'd be times where in the second pregnancy for example where I was really happy about it 
my partner was he wasn't unhappy but he was worried so he didn't want to talk about it so it almost like pretend it wasn't happening and then maybe the third pregnancy I didn't want to talk about it and he was really excited <laughs> because it was just kind of like it was up and down a bit of imbalance between us uh-huh. in that aspect but this time we were both quite excited and we were both like you know what we think this is okay and then um I had a bit of spotting I think at six weeks yeah it was six weeks four days I had spotting and I called the hospital and I said to them look had spotting we're under this doctor's care we've been told that if we ever want an ultrasound we can get one and we're told we can have them weekly if we want to which is what we were told so um they said yeah come in tomorrow we'll give you a scan we'll be able to tell you what's happening so we went in and they could see the heartbeat everything looked fine like everything was measuring correctly whereas before we hadn't actually seen a heartbeat because whenever we'd gone into the hospital it was because there was something wrong oh right so we were like brilliant there's a heartbeat we're gonna be okay and they said it's we can't promise you're gonna be fine but the likelihood is if there's a heartbeat the pregnancy looks viable for now so we should be okay so that was fine six feet five days and then we got to about what would have been 10 or 11 weeks oh actually no it was um it was around Christmas I think about a week before Christmas I wasn't feeling too great I felt a bit um I was cramping a bit and called the hospital and the problem is where it's leading up to Christmas trying to get into the hospital was just proven impossible to get an ultrasound because anyone who was due around that time or anyone who would have been hitting their end of the first trimester or beginning of second would have had appointments squeezed in before they would have taken like a break or anything so we didn't get an appointment then um, and I remember New Year's Eve I was at work coming back from work and I just started bleeding quite a bit and then we kind of thought oh, okay this is it we're having another miscarriage um, and then it kind of got worse and then it stopped so we were like okay strange bleeding's completely stopped couldn't get an appointment and then we managed to get one for I think the 2nd or 3rd of January okay and when we did go into the hospital they confirmed that I'd miscarried and it looked like it was like a day after I'd had the ultrasound where there was a heartbeat oh no so but obviously I'd been thinking I was pregnant for about four or five weeks with nothing with no symptoms, me still vomiting, sorry, and no kind of pain or anything like that. And I think the fourth one was the one that really, really hit me more than anything else. Because I thought, oh, there's the heartbeat. I'm vomiting all the time. Yeah. Struggling to stay awake. Yeah. Everything looks normal. I had the bleeding, but it stopped. So I thought maybe it's okay. Because that's why I went in there in the first place. And they told me, no, there's your heartbeat. Then it was like, no, you've miscarried again. And it's kind of like, it really, I think, I had to take, I think I took about 10 days off, 10 to two weeks maybe, 10 days off to two weeks off. And I remember um, work was really, really supportive. So I told one of the ladies there, one the managers, and she, um, one thing that they were really concerned with was like my mental health as well, which is a massive part of it. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, if you need a week off, like not even like to physically recover, to recover mentally, take it. And I didn't take any extra time off, but um, 
what they've actually got is they've got counselling where you can um with work you can actually receive counselling over the phone or or FaceTime even you're able to use that to kind of have counselling which is brilliant and so I did utilise some of those services which was great to have and to even know that to say can I come in later in the day because in the morning sometimes I'm struggling to get up but once I'm up I'm fine but that I think the fourth time really I think really hurt however what was good is I actually passed that one at home as well which was weird I didn't manage to get the DNC done that day I was due to come in the next morning and I passed it at night again and but they were able to actually get sampling from that so they sent us a letter actually we got it about two weeks ago to say that they tested everything and they were saying everything was healthy that was a healthy pregnancy <laughs> so oh no okay so we had a consultation about four days ago actually and um, so I went into the hospital to speak to the doctor again and he's saying okay look you're healthy the pregnancies are healthy so it's now kind of like okay <laughs> something's missing Some somewhere there's a bit of a missing link right because if everything's healthy it's great to hear but I'd kind of rather than say you know this is broken let's fix that or we can't fix that and at least then you kind of know where to go with it right instead of it being so open-ended yeah exactly I mean at the moment we're kind of having a bit of a break because I think four pregnancies in two years it does sort of take up a lot of your time because you spend like (laughs) a lot of time feeling sick yes exactly and nothing to show for it at the end so it's kind of I think at the moment we're in a good place I'm sort of I think having managing miscarriages to listen to on the way to work or sometimes tends to be on the way back from work for some reason actually but on the way back from work just listening and just hearing everyone's stories and knowing that as much as it is horrible and it's a terrible thing to have happen it's encouraging to know that it is okay and at the end of it I hope that we can have children if we don't it'll be crap and it'll be rubbish but you know there's other options that you can pursue and I think we just kind of keep positive with it it's the only thing you can do if you're kind of down about it all the time you end up kind of not able to get up but I think we're just kind of moving on with things we're just taking it day by day and then we'll kind of see what happens and hopefully next time it will be okay and then we'll go on from there absolutely really. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Ellie, for sharing your story today. No problem at all.